The Tumbling Saber podcast is powered by our powerful friends. Become a powerful friend for just a couple dollars per month and get exclusive podcasts, early access podcasts, random prize draws, contests, newsletters, and more. Visit patreon.com slash tumblingsaber and become more powerful than you could possibly imagine. Time for episode 124 of the Tumbling Saber podcast. My name's Kyle. I'm Corey. I'm Carlos. Welcome back, everybody. How's it going? 24 days away from Solo. Oh, dear. What's going on? How are you? <laughs> yeah, when, when do tickets go on sale? Are they is it still confirmed for uh, May 4th? There, there's been no announcement. There's been rumors. It makes sense that uh, May the 4th will be the day. But the, I don't think there's been any announcement yet, so sit tight for that. But guys, the calendar has switched over to May, which means that we can finally say that Solo is out this month. Oh, yeah. And also, no less important, but uh, we've crossed a barrier in our trek to episode nine. Yep. Less than 600 days, baby. Oh, yeah. We're almost there. <laughs> Like that, that's I like think of it. I, I want to say something almost that's going to embed this in your minds, but and be in 600 days from now and be like, remember that day we said there were 600 days? We will not remember like this it. day at all. Sometimes I do remember specific ones, like the 300 day marker. I'm like, man, that just seemed like not too long ago. You just melt away, man. We are we are kind of like Red Squadron at the beginning of the trench run when all the numbers on the little uh, targeting computer were way sky high. Instead of the zero 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 zero, zero. they count down pretty quick. <laughs> well, you know what? If if um, at any point in the future someone says, "Remember Sunday, April 29th, ninth, twenty eighteen, when it was six hundred or so days until episode nine? Do you remember that day? The thing I will remember about April twenty ninth, twenty eighteen, is that it was the day I got to see Infinity War. Oh, yeah. baby! Glory be the day! Holy smokes, man! What, what a what a ride that was! It was crazy, man. Like th- there were moments where I just started applauding, and the whole the whole the, I, I I was at a twelve forty five showing on Saturday, and people were just applauding it like during the middle of the during the middle of the of the film. It was I was gobsmacked. I was ecstatic, so joyful, and there were tears. This movie oh. had all the feels, man. This one, it was, it's nuts. Honestly, of, honestly we, <laughs> we won't do spoilers was, here, but wow. I, I, I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm going to go out on the limb and say one of my top five movies all time. All time. Wow. This movie was, I'm telling you. You haven't seen it, Corey? Not yet. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah, it was like Avengers weekend, though, man. Like, uh, I think Avengers 1 played like three times in the house this weekend. Oh, it was just uh, it was on a loop all weekend. It was pretty funny. My son was like super into it. I want to go watch it again. Like I'm, I'm, I've never gone to double dip on a movie besides a Star Wars movie. Like never. And now it's like I have to see this movie again. Well, there's so much. There's so much going on in the movie. It's such a vast lineup of characters. It's it's impossible to catch everything. 
But man, oh man, is, was it fun. And listen to our friends at the Nerd Room this week as they'll break it down bit by bit. They'll do they'll be spoilery about it. So make sure you see it first before you listen. But definitely check out uh, the gang over at the Nerd Room. And uh, required listening, as always. Yeah, and I'm sure they're going to give a nice spoiler warning too before uh, they speak. So oh yeah, they always it, do. So. They always do. And and, and yeah. <laughs> truth be told, it's one of the reasons why I I shoehorned it into my schedule this weekend that I did not want to have to skip their review. Definitely get out there and check it out, guys, if you haven't done so yet. A lot of fun. Every 19, 20 films, all building to this, and it's so far oof, two hours Whoa. and forty minutes of of greatness. That's it's one for the ages, man. Like honestly, like we've been saying it for a while on. Sit the servers and all that, but just a, an epic uh, principle to what they've done. Just like the, the culmination, like you just said, of those 22 films, like it's incredible. Culmination. <laughs> well, and it, it set a record. It it surpassed um, The Force Awakens for biggest opening weekend ever. No, it yeah. surpassed. Oh, it did surpass. That's right. How could There's I? There's a lot of so gravitas foolish. behind it. <laughs> Yeah, it, it just barely squeaked by, and I guess we'll have to wait and see the final numbers, but it's it looks like it just squeaked past The Force Awakens, which is crazy when you consider it is close to a full half hour longer. Mm, I didn't feel it. Well, I'm lying. I had to, I had to shift in my seat because of uh, lower back issues and stuff, but um, it, I was... Uh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? I wanted more. I was ready for more. Oh, it's going to be a long year. It's next year, huh? Infinity War 2? Correct. It's going to be a, a long year just waiting to see how this plays out. We're, let's talk about some Star Wars here. Because <laughs> yeah, and I, uh, I feel but... like if I say anything more about Infinity War, it's going to be spoilery and people will be angry with me. So, You know how you know how we're, we're like, oh my god, there's such a huge gap between Solo and Episode 9? I think Infinity War Part 2 might help cover that. <laughs> <laughs> It might help us out. It might. It very well might. All right, let's. I, I want to do a few shout-outs here before we really start the show. Uh, big thanks to uh, the Metal Mando and Gundark Two Thousand for bumping up their Patreon support this week to the uh, to the new powerful Jedi tier. That's much muchly appreciated, guys. Thank you so so much. And uh, a huge thanks to powerful friend Rob Wade from emotionally14.com, uh, who's graciously offered the opportunity to share our podcast on his website, which is which is fantastic of him. The more touch points we can create for the show, the better. And Rob just just offered it up for us. If you asked if we wanted to write up a little blog post for him, and he would uh, embed the show on his site. So thank you, Rob. Be sure to check out Rob, his podcast at e14.com. You can go to well, emotionally14.com and just check out the Crazy Train podcast. It is, uh, as they call it, the comedy podcast without rails and it will sure to get you laughing i guarantee it so check them out and we have we have lots of time for rob here lots of time so uh check him out anyway and also a shout out to dark sky radio another place who will be sharing our podcast uh, they'll be doing it as part of their radio programming on nine at 9 p.m on friday nights so you can go check out darkskyradio.com they have a whole array of in, of interesting shows, and they've chosen us as uh, you know they want to get some Star Wars into the mix. And uh, there we go, Tumbling Saber is part of their 
programming on Friday nights at nine at darkskyradio.com. So thank you. Yeah. Jeremy at dark sky. Thank you for, for choosing the tumbling saber. Damn son. Making moves. Yeah. Good news all around. Good round of shout outs there. All right. I think we've made our powerful friends wait long enough. We are now into the early bit of May as this podcast drops. It's still late April for us, but I think we've made the powerful friends wait just long enough for their giveaway of this month. So we'll take care of that right now. But this gift comes courtesy of the Metal Mando. So all the kudos goes to Jeff. What did Jeff do for the group? Hmm. Seriously, we don't even know. Carlos and I don't even know yet, uh, Jeff. Kyle's kept this under uh, tight seal. Oh, it's it's com- been completely sealed up. And it, it's it's flat out awesome of Jeff to have offered to do this. Um, because I could not do it myself. Which is a very, very vague hint at what the, <laughs> at what the gift is. Uh, but the gift this month for our powerful friends is a bundle of eight packs of Denny's solo trading cards. Sweet. How about that? Enough to make a full set if you're lucky enough. So I'm I'm stoked, man. I really I really really wanted these, but I think they're they're gonna find a new home among the powerful friends. So for their support, for their Patreon support, something pretty limited off like limited time. These things won't be around forever, and not everybody has had the opportunity to get them. I I think well, I know in Canada these are not available, unless <laughs> unless you're an eBay addict. And I, I don't know if they're available in the UK or anywhere else. So as far as I know, it's just the US. Was that a was that a shot at me, Kyle? The eBay it? addict. No. <laughs> Are you an eBay addict? Uh, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could talk about that. We were, in, time. we were in a thread. Yeah, we were just in a thread, and uh, with Rob Williams, he was looking uh, to uh, find like upgrade his stuff, and I'm like, oh. yeah, check this out on eBay, and check that out. <laughs> Go here, here. All right, let's get to it. Let's get to it. So, for those who who are not fully aware, the sound. This is the first time we're doing a, a giveaway on the main show. Most people know what this sound. It's the it's the it's our Lego Ghost Box. It's got the names of all the powerful friends inside who are eligible for the prize this this month. As I said, eight packs of Denny's solo trading cards, including the beautiful, delicious Therm Scissor Punch card. Mwah. Anyway, and again, thanks thanks to the Metal Mando for doing this. So let's get to it. This month's winner is Eric. Oh, Our oh, friend Eric. Eric. Eric Lemieux. That's him. Oh man, nice! And you get to save on shipping. Yep. I don't have no it. no. That's the deal. That's why Jeff got them. I don't have them. <laughs> these are coming up from is- these are coming from sunny florida oh so you oh that's amazing man that's great so there hey, you go eric man eric i was thinking about you earlier eric eric what i was is- gonna i was gonna say this is cause for like a, a meetup but i mean even though jeff's sending them to you that still means it doesn't mean that we can't meet up well we're gonna be meeting up with eric in uh well, 24 days or so that's true too, yeah. That isn't. I mean, assuming assuming he wants to come and join us to see the solo movie, you have to let me yeah, know. Yeah, I think Eric. he'll be there. 
I think I think they'll be there. I'll go out on a I'll go out on a limb and say that Eric will be with us on the premiere night for Solo. I think so. Well, there you go. Congrats to I think that's Space Ninja seventy seven on Twitter. He's pretty dormant on there, but go, go give him a little shout. And Jeff, Mister Metal Mando, thank you so much for doing that for the Powerful Friends community. It's awesome. And it's, it's super cool that it's going to someone who had no shot of getting them otherwise. And I know, I, yeah, I know, uh, you know what, you know, what's funny about Eric. I'm going to lift the curtain on Eric here. Cause he never speaks up socially. He gets really addicted to this stuff really fast. <laughs> oh man. Like if he gets into it, collecting toys or comics, he goes crazy and buys so much of it. So, um, sorry, not sorry, Eric. <laughs> because <laughs> he we used to collect like sports cards as kids and that all went away when the industry collapsed but maybe this will start something new and frightening again <laughs> don't do it eric <laughs> <laughs> save yourself all right <clears throat> again thank you jeff for doing this for us so do guys do we have any collecting updates this week Oh, 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 wait. Uh, hold. Nope. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> How about yeah, you, Corey? That's, that's, to jump in. that's a big negative over here. You know, my, my mega collecting update from last week, I'm definitely taking a bit of a bit of a break. Actually, everything, my only collecting update is I, I, I collected my boat from storage and I packed up uh, all my toys. Everything's all packed up now. Everything, books, DVDs, comics. It's an absolute jungle down here of of geek paraphernalia oh does that mean your uh your lady can see all the, the spoils that you've picked up that you haven't told her about yeah well i mean she knows <laughs> my my score from last weekend went over pretty well i was like but she said the same thing you do too like my uh my cody my boss and my boosh I was like, oh, like look at this. Like, I can get a hundred bucks right now just for this one. That's what I paid for everything. And she was just like, okay, but you're never gonna sell it anyway. And I was like, you're right. But uh, anyway, <coughs> it makes me happy. And well, that's what counts. Uh, I have a small update this week. I picked up uh, a Funko Rio Durant figure and the Funko oh. Chewy with goggles. Mm. I, I was at an EB Games nice. out of town. I was a couple hours away visiting uh, my in-laws. Popped in at that local EB Games. Oh, look at that. I, I just couldn't pass it up any longer. I needed to have him. He's just... I'm going to have the world's foremost Rio Durant collection. I'm just going to put that out there now. I like I like where your head's at. <laughs> oh, <clears throat> and I also picked up a Black Series Clone Commander Wolf, but we can forget that. What? <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> Absolutely, I'm serious. I will kill you. Ooh. Wow. Another one. Was, was, it, was it in duplicate? No. Mm. Anyway, I know where you live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I've now got the wonderful, beautiful Clone Commander Wolf figure. It's awesome. Gonna, so nice, I'm gonna, Corey. I'm going to replace him with Zuvio or something, and you'll be like, hmm. No, I see. When I, when I eventually blow out my Black Series collection... That's going to be one I keep because it's it's just really cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> listen, listen to him, Carlos. He's not happy about this. Oh, no. He just, uh, he just brushed you off with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
He, I don't. I, I'm not sure he fully believes that I have it. I do, and I, I'm actually quite upset. It belongs in my collection. <sighs> yeah, here's a here's a a little bit of advice there, Corey. Go online and order it. <laughs> <laughs> I might. I don't know. We'll see. I'd like to find it in the wild. That, there's something about that, you know. I should go check out my local EB Games. I was there last week. It wasn't there. But uh, that's a nice that's a nice looking figure, man. It sure is. Confirmed. Anyway, moving along. Let's jump into some news and discussion for this week. More new posters, guys. 14 of them to be exact. I think there's, what, 10 North American posters and another four from the UK. What do you guys think of these? Let's let's start with the with the uh, collection of orangey westerny looking ones. Pretty sharp, right? Yeah, I, I like them. I I like. We I think we've talked about this these ones a bit. Like, still got that western feel with the Falcon cockpit. Really nice. The one thing that it says to me really is that uh, Rio Durant's gonna have a bigger role than I had thought at this point because all the marketing. I mean, he's been in one trailer from what I've seen so far. These uh, these Denny's cards, from what I see, from what I remember, anyhow, they, there was there was no real Durant, but they had a Thurm Scissor Punch, which is awesome. But still, I was kind of gauging like, where are we at with these characters? You know, like, like is he really gonna have that serious of a role of a role? But now that he's got his own character poster, maybe just because it's John Favreau or whatever, but it leads me to believe that he could possibly be, I don't know, Kyle, maybe the ninth or tenth lead. Oh, <laughs> Who knows, man. <laughs> Did you work on that all week? Did you like? Did you sit on that one all week? No, I actually I just wrote it probably about an hour ago. Came to me right away, man. (laughs) But just the thing that he wasn't in the Denny's cards, you know, I was kind of like, hmm, maybe he's he's not that prominent of a character. But being on a poster is pretty hefty. But again, that could be the fact that it's John Favreau. But either way, Uh, he looks awesome. After last week's episode being named the sixth lead, yeah, I'm I'm surprised it took you all the way until today to write that joke down. <laughs> well, so I, I looked at the, the show notes only a couple of hours ago for the first time. Anyway, look, do, do, do we notice Corey. how do we notice how handsome Chewie looks? I mean, of all the beautiful characters in this, Chewie looks just so beautiful. Look at him, He's majestic. He does. The double bandolier is working for me. He's awesome. I love him. These these posters are sweet. The L, even the L three one is nice. Well, I think I heard your grape on this, and I kind of have to agree with you. Like, what the hell is up with that? Phoebe Phoebe Waller Bridge gets a a credit for doing a CG mo, mocap, <clears throat> whereas Jonas Suatomo was like under the under the mask, under the hood, and squat. It's just chewy. It's weird. I don't know if it's like a thing to make Chewbacca more of like a public persona. But it he, seems that way a bit. Yeah, Suatomo should definitely be on that poster. I don't care if there's precedent for it not being that way. No. Yeah, because he's a he's a big part of this. Like really, like huge part of this and Well, he might be the second know. or third lead, Corey. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're not wrong. Anyway, I'm just I think I'm just gonna wallpaper my house with the Rio Durant poster i'm gonna just buy as many as i can just wallpaper all the rooms in this house either that or i'll just get like a uh, a heart-shaped frame and put his picture in there it's amazing i can't wait to hear how he speaks it's it's you, he, he's spoken in one tv spot and he says uh is that a wookie 
and it's just straight up John Favreau's voice. Nice. <laughs> Maybe there's some slight tweaking to it. Maybe they'll tweak it a bit more in the final cut, but yeah, it doesn't sound it's it's clearly John Favreau. Like I'll, I'll say that much. All right, let's move ahead here. Anything else on the posters? Are we going to get more? Like it feels like we have like 50 of them now. Yeah, I think we're good. I mean, these these definitely aren't my favorite ones. Like I I love the original ones, the first ones that were a ripoff of yeah. that uh, Sony Sony series there, whatever. But uh, a lot of different character posters. I definitely prefer the the cockpit orange over the the UK version there with the they were different. But yeah, I, I I'm on the same page as you. Kyle. We've had a buttload now. Yeah, no kidding. I like them all, and I like them all in the sense that like it's cool. It just it just keeps people in the you know, oh, look, new, new, new. And it's a lot easier to do now because uh, it's all digital, right? So, like, they're not, they're not, they're not even printing, like, any of these. Well, no. they, I'm sure they're, they're printing some, but it's, it's you know, it's just for marketing, just to keep, keep, uh, keep it out. So when you go to the movie theater, there's that big solo display uh, for everybody who's been to the movies uh, to watch uh, Infinity War this week. Like, uh, look around your Cineplex. There's, uh, there's a, a nice shot of the, the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon with all the main characters. Uh, and you can take a picture in front of them, and it's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, so I'm just uh, I'm, I'm loving all the all the marketing stuff, even the the new TV spots. And um, I think we had mentioned this earlier uh, before we started recording. There was a, uh, a kind of like a behind the yeah, scenes type of thing with a little featurette. And that was amazing, too. Like, so uh, everything... It's ramping up, and uh, yeah, I can't wait. I'm pr- I'm thinking that the um, the marketing for Solo they wanted to give a two week uh, a two week between the the release of Infinity War before they started like really turning up the, turning up the heat for Solo, and um, yeah, it's it, Infinity War is going to take all that space. <laughs> It's funny, like I couldn't even tell you right now. Aside from Black Panther, which is still in theaters, which is pretty awesome, um, I couldn't tell you what else is in the theater. Like who who would even want to go up like against a film like that? You know, mm, nobody. A Quiet Place, I think, is in its second or third week, and I heard that's really good too. Yeah, I've heard it's really really good, but I really have no interest in it. I, I generally I will see anything with Emily Blunt. Anything. So maybe one day I will get around to seeing it, but uh, no. When you when you have Infinity War in theaters and Solo coming, I know where my priorities lie. Let's be serious. <laughs> All right, let's uh let's let's pop a little bit of clickbait here, guys. Um, there was a story early last week of Alden Ehrenreich playing Han Solo in more films. Oy. <laughs> yeah. Now this. Okay, may... let's just put this on the table. You, you, can I can I jump in here? Yes, of course. Okay, so for everyone, okay, for those uninitiated, when they sign a fresh-faced actor or somebody to reprise a role, they want to make sure that the contract for any potential other films will not be hung up over from the success of the previous film. So it's 
normal that he'll sign a three de- a three movie deal. I think it's just it's normal. It's their operating procedure. That's the way they work because they know that there's a possibility that that first movie might explode, and they don't want to have no bargaining power with the actor who's like, "Hey, I made you. I made you a, a hit. I want double the money to the." the next movie it's just common sense yeah (laughs) it's well it's just disney doing what they do is they sign people to three pictures now whether it's this is what esquire did which you know they've they've and they're guilty of of other clickbait in the past but what they've done this time is is specifically construe the question which we don't actually get to see they allude to the question but we don't actually see the question so i'll just read it I ask Aaron Reich how many he signed up for. Three, he says. Then flinches, understanding he may have just created a disturbance in the force. Now the problem with that is that we don't see the question. What exactly did you ask him? You know what I mean? Like, it's it's there's a lot that could have been asked. He could have said, how many movies did Disney sign you to? How many Han Solo movies are you signed up for? Those are two very different questions, and we don't know which one he asked. No, I, I was going to say the exact same thing. Like, I'm on the exact same page as you, Carlos, in the sense that it's a precautionary measure just in case, again, like, this movie does explode. They want to have – it's Star Wars. They want to have their bases covered, and they're going to do that in their contracts thoroughly. From what I was led to understand as well, um, Felicity Jones signed the same kind of contract. Didn't mean there was going to be a Rogue 2. Especially so, since she died. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, they're going to they're gonna go back in time. But uh, the like Kylie just alluded to, the the author really pushes it here, like so much so that I almost was like second guessing myself till I really, I'm like, okay, you know it's clickbait, but again, it's Esquire, so I figured it is a pretty prominent magazine. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 the way he words everything, you know what I mean? It's it, it, it got me thinking, like it, it's going to be hard for for Disney or Lucasfilm to to bury this character because he's so bankable. Then you got Lando, you throw Lando in the mix. Like who's already broken fandom? Like there's, they might want to lean on this character moving forward, depending on how this movie does. But again, we don't know. That was good, Ikeyle, in saying that we didn't know exactly what the question is, and they're two very different questions. So, well, look, there's, there there is a possibility that this is true, right? Like this, it could be, it could be exactly what Esquire is saying that yes, it's Han Solo movies. We're getting more of them, but. Uh, you know, it's until Lucasfilm confirms it, it's just a rumor. So Alden didn't confirm anything this week other than he's under contract to Disney to do three movies. One of them is Solo. Two of them could be Mary Poppins 2 and 3. You know? On Solo. <laughs> Indiana Jones reboot. Or or he can have just a, a cameo in an Obi-Wan movie. Sure, Tatooine. Could, or they could just outright release him from the from that contract. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, right, right away, how the the author was uh, very presumptuous in saying that he was kind of reading Alden Reich's uh, Alden's Aaron Reich's uh, body language, and saying like, "Oh, we got all twitchy, and there was a disturbance in the force." Like, I knew I hit on a nerve. Like, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, if I re- if I reported every one of my feelings that I got about certain people's reactions to stuff. Uh, yeah, I'd be batting under 200, so... <laughs> and even that, I'm that's even BS to me, because it was already public knowledge 
that he had signed to three. It was it was known almost two years ago that he was signed up for three movies. See, I didn't even know, but I assumed. That's right? Just, 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 just that assumption. Yeah. Anyways. So anyway, we, now we just wait to see if Lucasfilm ever decides to, to confirm that. Or, like, my theory was that um, Favreau was going to work on a solo show for Disney streaming service. We'll see if that ever comes to fruition. Anyway, be careful what you read out there, people. Say no to clickbait. Say no to clickbait. Available at the tpublic.com slash tumblingsaber. <laughs> All right, guys. Now we can talk about the big kahuna this week. We're getting some new Star Wars content, guys, from Dave Filoni in a new project called Star Wars Resistance. Corey, you're a big Filoni guy. You're a big Star Wars animation guy. Uh, hit us with your first thoughts on this. Oh, bro. I'm so stoked about this. It's it's coming super soon, too. Can't stop. Won't stop. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I'm totally stoked about where what they've chosen. Uh, like, first of all, I want to touch back on Filoni. Just uh, from what he's saying, you know, it's, it's kind of like fighter plane inspired due to his grandfather, which is super cool. And Filoni, too, like he, he was a big part of Avatar, The Last Airbender, which was super acclaimed for its fiction and storytelling. There's so many things to look forward to in this thing. I mean, the, the cast looks amazing. We know we're getting Oscar Isaac back along with um, uh, Gwendolyn Christie. Yeah, they're going to reprise the roles. We've got Donald Faison from Scrubs fame. Uh, Bobby Moynihan. That's amazing. Um, um... Yeah, it's great. I, I, it's, it's it's cool, man. I, I'm super. I, th- I think it's, it seems inspired. It's a great choice of timeline as well. It almost seems to mirror Rebels in a sense that you know Rebels Resistance both kind of like the early onsets of both, which is amazing. Uh, again, like fighter pilots and spies, like that's so cool. But I think almost the most interesting part of this is that it's not taking on that. Uh, uh, computer animated look it looks like it's going to be a hand-drawn more or less uh like anime which anime i think inspired is what they've called it yeah so i think that's going to fit really well like they mentioned here the speed behind these chases and whatnot i'm really looking forward to this and again the the characters look so cool or sound so cool well we don't know anything really about the characters we only know about uh kazuto what's where's that ziono yeah kazuto ziono that's all we know. <laughs> a young resistance pilot tasked to spy on the First Order. But Carlos, what's uh, what's your take on this? Um, it's cool that it's it's what I like about the whole thing is that we got the news that they trademarked resistance about what was it about a month ago? I think yeah, we, we talked more about than it that on, on the pod. It was yeah, it was a while ago, but yeah, it's recent recent history. Yeah, so we were like, what, what could it be? Could it be a video game? Could it be... And in my mind, it was always going to be like uh, an animated show. And, um, you know, I'm, I think it's really cool that it's actually coming out this fall uh, for uh, for viewers of the Disney Channel in America. And uh, I think it sucks that everybody else has to wait for it. Well, yeah, I'm... But yeah, it, that's, that's, that's a big thing. 
<laughs> I don't know what the timing is, what the timing will be for the schedule, but they did say premieres on Disney Channel in the U.S. and thereafter on Disney XD and around the world. So it definitely sounds like we're going to have some sort of nonsensical, staggered release, which needs to be fixed immediately. So th- does that apply uh, for iTunes? If you buy it on iTunes as well, like if I'm in Canada, they're going to go by the Disney XD release or will it be the original release? Probably the or XD that... release. That sucks. Yep. It's, it's brutal. It's so stupid. They have time to fix this and, and get it on a global schedule so that, that we can all see it roughly at the same time. Like I'm talking within a span of a couple days. Making us making people wait weeks? No. No, no, no. Not cool. Yeah, especially with fandom and social media, it's too much. Like you'll never No, I was like big, I was making people like go go to ground and stay you know, stay away from from Twitter and from fandom for X amount of time so that they don't get spoiled. It's so stupid to make fans do this to each other. I mean, we we spoke about this enough on on the rebels That's front it. and I don't I don't want to get all excited about that again. I want to, I want to talk about the cool stuff in the in the show that we know about. Um yeah, I, so let let me hit that then. So I I just want to say that I'm actually quite excited because uh, it's like it's going to be around my boy Poe. Like I like that. I, I like that you know Poe's getting uh I'm not going to say getting his due but uh Give me a bit of backstory. Yeah, I just, I just, I really enjoy that, and I'm, I'm happy about that. I, I'm, I really, I really like it. And how cool is it that Oscar Isaac's gonna be? You can't imagine that he's gonna be on that many episodes being Oscar, Oscar Isaac, kind of like almost like um, what Forrest Whitaker did with with Rebels. He'll be in like the series premiere or maybe the opening arc, and he'll come back at the season finale or something. But yeah, I agree. He will not. I don't think he'll be in it too much. That's that's my sense. Same with Gwendolyn Christie. I don't think she'll be a constant presence on the show. But just in general, the subject matter, the time period they've chosen, the timing that it's coming is a big surprise to me. Like, I don't think we were expecting any animation until at least 2019. The fact that it's coming out this fall is like. Kind of like a bit of a huge relief to me, you know. We thought we were going through this huge lull period, but no, man. It's like bring it. We're, we're gonna bring it, and we're not gonna stop. Well, yeah, that's and, great. I mean, this is it. This is, we we now have at least one stream of of holdover content between episodes eight and nine, or solo and nine, which is fantastic. I thought we'd have to wait until twenty nineteen as well. Oh yeah, I love me my my moving pictures, <laughs> my moving drawings. I just want to read a couple of quotes here from the release on StarWars.com. Um, all right. So Star Wars Resistance, an exciting new animated adventure series about Kazuda Zayono, a young pilot recruited by the Resistance and tasked with a top secret mission to spy on the growing threat of the First Order. And that's, that is really all we know. And I like the we get a little sh- a shot of, is that a, maybe a Z-95? headhunter with some spy gear mounted to the front i don't know but uh, it looks pretty cool um yeah, it's hi- highly modified yeah even the the color scheme is way different I- i'm i'm down i mean my my first reaction wasn't to like jump for the sky right because like, i thought this was gonna my first reaction was this was going to take place right before the force awakens and i was like 
oh man, like we've already got that in the Poe Dameron comic, but it sounds like it's going to back up a little bit further into maybe closer to Bloodline, which which makes me much more excited. They get much more room to play in, in that end of things. Oh yeah, it's, it's great, man. It's gonna. I'm, I'm sure there's gonna be <clears throat> so many tie. Well, not so many, but possible tie-ins into the saga as well. Kind of like what they do with Rebels, I guess. You know. Well, I mean, that's Filoni loves doing that. He loves tying into the big, into the big overarching story. But it's cool though. He's like Filoni is now intru- like introduced animated shows around the Republic, the Rebellion, and now the Resistance. Like that's next up Empire. Be... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it seems to be what uh, what Filoni does. He just sticks with those factions and uh, brings them to life in in new and interesting ways. Like, I, and Amy Beth Christensen, who is taking a step up from senior concept artist. We saw her on Rebels Recon a whole bunch. Now she's she's up and in, into the art director chair. So good for her. That's really cool. But what's got me super excited is that Brandon Almond is on board, and he he's one of the big dudes in charge of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series. Like that's got me really excited because that show is amazing. I think it's actually ended now, so it was amazing. It's a great, great show, and so I'm super stoked that he's on board. Anyway, so um, what about other cameos? Like, who can we look forward to seeing on this show? Like, I, I've got a quick list, and I think all of these people need to be on the show and should be on the show. But Leia has got to be in it, mm-hmm. which will be interesting. An older Leia. They're going to have to recast some voice work there. Snoke. Yeah, Snoke might have to be in there somewhere. Yeah, spy missions, man. Snap Wexley and Jess Pava. I mean, they that's what they're doing in the interim between episodes 7 and 8. They're spying. So you got to figure these guys in there somewhere. Who do you think Bobby Moynihan's playing? <laughs> you think he's going to play Snap? No, Snap. <laughs> Snap can play himself. Whatever his name is, I can't remember. JJ's buddy, Greg something. I can't remember his name anymore. The guy from Heroes. I got the face. I I can never remember his name. Anyway, so uh, Greg Grunberg. There you go. Uh, Just Pavo, like we said. Uh, Tally. A lot of people saying they want to see Tally back in the show. Yeah, Tally rules and page. Sure. But what about Hera, a character named Jason? And Jason seems like if they're gonna, if you bring Hera in, you you gotta you gotta bring Jason in with her, don't you? I don't know. If the, I think they might steer clear of her just because it would touch a little much on Rebels. Like we had mentioned, I think I don't know if it was you and I talking about this, but you know Ezra and Sabine. It's not like they can really be in this show i would think i think they deserve their own thing at this point with the whole everything that's going on there i think deserves its own time in the, in the spotlight we know we're getting more animations down the road and their story's not finished but, but i mean uh, for, for Hera's part i will be shocked if she's not in it at some point on some level i'm not saying she has to have a full role but to see admiral Sindula somewhere in there this is what she does like, right, well, she you know, she was like a uh, behind the scenes player for the rebellion at the outset. Like this is what she does. She would fit in. If so the war well ended, uh, she she would fit in well. I agree with you, but it would be like recruiting someone from 
from retirement at this point, I would think that, you know, if we haven't heard from her in bloodline and since then that she's still a part of it, she wasn't a part of the resistance in the force awakens or the last Jedi. Well, no, I mean, you can, you can make that case all over the place for different characters. I mean, nobody was going to touch Hera. That's, that's Dave Filoni's character. I mean, I, I still doubt we'll ever see her in live action because it's really rare where the, the character makes that jump in that way. But I, I, I will be shocked if Hera does not appear on this show at some point. Are we, are we going to see a pasty Hux? Perhaps. I would think we're going to see a pasty Hux. I mean, who you're going to spy on the First Order. You're going to go see what the leadership is doing. Yeah. It's going to be fisticuffs between Poe and Hux. What about Ren? Do you think he's going to be Kylo Ren? Will be on this show in, in any capacity? Well, he'd be Ben at that point. Still, no, no. It'd be close. It'd be oh. it, yeah. It depends. We we don't know exactly when they're setting it, so could be. I, mean, I, I okay, fine. We're on the fence with that one. But what about Luke? I say Luke is completely out of the picture on this. Mm-hmm. What about Han? I'm gonna say yeah, also maybe an episode. I'm gonna also say completely out of the picture. I can see him doing an episode, you know, one or two missions. Like we need Han special ops. You know what I mean? Special teams. We got this really messed up mission. It's possible. I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna stay with stick with no. But you know what all this means, Corey? More toys. More toys. Merchandising. <laughs> merchandising. It's coming. Um, right? Yep. Get that oh. credit card handy again. We'll see. You know, I, I was super enamored with the Rebels crew, and I have a hard time believing that it's, uh, another show can really take me to that level, but I'm, I'm hoping for that. I'm not going to hold a bias or a grudge. But, uh, yeah, I am super stoked about this, and I am, I am waiting with open arms. Absolutely. Hey, what, one more, one more cameo. What about Holdo? You think she makes hmm. an appearance? That good for nothing character? No way. <laughs> Admiral Gender Studies? No. <laughs> um, it's I possible. So. I, I think she'd be. I think actually, you know what? It would be a really good idea to have her as part of the show. Sorry, people who don't like her, but I think it would be smart like if you don't want to tread too closely near leia as leader because you just don't want to go there yet because of you know carrie's passing and maybe that depiction of leia cuts too close to the core then having holdo being in charge of this unit makes all kinds of sense for that matter let's get some uh let's get some wedge and yin numb as well if it's a fighter pilot thing yeah, I mean, we don't know Wedge's ultimate fate. He'd yeah, be plenty old at this air. point, but yeah. Why not? They could be teaching, yeah. All right, there we go. Star Wars Resistance coming this fall, hopefully to all of us at the same time. I, I don't know, for whatever it's worth, tweet your Disney affiliates if you're in the UK, if you're in Canada, in the US. Tweet them and just say, make this a unanimous, like simultaneous global release. We do not want to be fractured like we were with Rebels. All right. So, Corey, anything else you want to say? Any, like, 
expectations for this? Like, what do you want to see? Is it uh, just fast action or do you want to see something different? Well, they, I think it's going to just stick with the general Star Wars vibe. And I love that. I, I think, again, Rebels hit home with all these these feels with the heart, the humor and the familiar characters. It's going to keep us right where we're kind of comfortable still. And uh, yeah, I think the, just the the animation aspect is really I'm very curious to get my first look at how they're going to do this. And uh, I'm looking forward to meeting new characters and uh, the early onset of the resistance. I think the subject matter again is going to be pretty cool. And uh, yeah, man, I'm fully primed for this. Again, I, I love me my moving drawings. Carlos, are you at, at all excited for this, or is it just going to be you'll I'll watch it and it's going to be pretty passively, and we'll talk about it, and that'll be it. I'll watch. Uh, I'll definitely watch the, the premiere. Uh... I see the, yeah, all I give, the episodes I give, with Poe. I'll watch the first three episodes to see if I'm going to watch it religiously. But I'll watch it. I'll end up watching it. You know, I, I don't know how how committed I'm going to be to it. Uh, you know, I, I can't say right now. But uh, I will definitely give it a shot. Cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, I, would, I just really want to see a lot of ships in action. It sounds like that's part of the promise of the show, and that's that's what I want, man. I didn't get enough Dude. of that in Re- in Rebels towards the end, so give me that now. I, I think Filoni's on something here. Like again, he's no, he's been the anime route once before, and the the speed of these fighters. I think that's something that they're going to focus on here. So I think we're in for a real eye candy treat. Well, I hope so. But I think we also we talked about this on the Facebook group that. This is probably not Filoni's only project in the hopper. Like he's in the credits, he's only given credit as having created the show. Not that he's writing or directing or executive producing. Just sounds like he came up with the idea and fleshed it out and has passed it off to all of these showrunners and art directors. And they're going to go with it and he's going to oversee from a, from a much higher level. But that to me that's clearly stating that he's got something else coming which is probably maybe a little more adult focused and a bigger deal in air quotes. And that's going to be for the Disney streaming service next year. That is my theory. And I've seen a lot of people with that theory. So it's not like I have patent patented secret info here, but uh, again, I'm but looking forward to it. He's, he's been working on resistance for quite some time. Uh, so in the, in the least he's the creator. He will be overseeing it. Like you said, Kyle, but, he wouldn't have handed it off had he not had something complete, I would think. It's not like they're going on a on a whim here. Like he's probably written this whole general skeletal structure of the story. I would not be surprised. I, I don't even think I can argue with that. Anyway, we'll stay tuned. I'm sure we'll see some stuff here in the next couple of months, and I'm really looking forward to that. All right, so now we've got uh, we've got a little bit of a main topic that we want to touch on here for a little bit. Um, guys. You know, you know, I've I've mentioned this a lot of times on air and off, but we I'm trying to just break away a little bit from news, and here we just did a, like a half hour plus on it. But on on weeks where there's no news, it's good to have our own topics to talk about. So the first one I want to do this week is hopefully it won't take us too long. <laughs> we don't don't have all night, but let's talk about which two Star Wars characters would you like to see meet. So people who have not yet met, two characters that have never met each other, and the only caveat to this, and you can play along at home, everybody, let us know what you guys think. Two characters that have never met, 
that conceivably can meet. So as an example, uh, Count Dooku and Kylo Ren meeting, which might be cool, can never happen for obvious reasons. So with that being said, let's do let's do this. So Carlos, who would you want to see meet in the Star Wars galaxy and why? Um, so I just want to make clear, these are people that we know have not met yet. To, or... to the best of your knowledge. I mean, it, we might get a, a message out of the blue saying, uh, dummy, they met. On page 228 of X novel that nobody read. Oh, okay. I, I was looking at it in the sense of, like, whose meeting would you like to actually see? Uh, so, like, for me, it would have been, like, Maz, when the first time she met Chewie. Like, because I want to understand why she says, I like that Wookiee. Like, okay, fair enough. Uh, yeah, I can see my questions being poorly worded that way. But <laughs> no. No, it was, well, not poorly worded. It's just uh, I was uh, imagining stuff, and I'm like, yeah, that, that would be, that, that would actually be cool, you know. But it uh, makes sense. I mean, you're answering the question properly, Carlos. Like, you want to see that them meeting? We haven't seen it yet. We know they have, but yeah, I mean, fair enough. It's it's it's, it's open open to interpretation, but I, I like that. And like way back when we first started talking about Solo, I think Corey put up the idea of Maz being in Solo. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that's uh, that. That's. I mean, it doesn't sound like it's going to happen. I think maybe we'd know already. But boy, oh boy, that would be super cool if we could see Maz meeting Han and Chewie for the first time. That would be great stuff. Yeah, but you're right, Carlos. That's that. That's a good pull. Um, mine with an with an absolute bullet. And I've been waiting to talk about this for a while, so. Uh, just and I, I haven't only because Rebels has just been the release was so scattered and I was I've been I think everybody's got it now or if they haven't, um, well <laughs> skip ahead a few minutes, maybe you won't get any future uh, Rebel spoilers. But my big one is for Luke to meet Ahsoka in the years after after Return of the Jedi. Just the talks that these two could have about the Jedi what she could teach Luke about the Jedi Order, what she could tell him about his father, the fall of everything, just, man, Ahsoka returning from wherever she is with Sabine to stand with her former master's son, like, to me, that is absolutely a, a, a staggering, tantalizing thing that needs to happen at some point in my life. Yeah, it's not over yet. It could happen. I, I, that's It's going to happen. Putting those two in the same room together at some point to talk is going to happen. Oof! Like I and I don't know if I'll be able to <laughs> to handle it. Two of my favorite characters, like two of my top three favorite characters. Man, oh man! Like imagine it though. Think about it. Just with just think about Ahsoka brain dumping on Luke about who who his dad really was before Darth Vader. The gravitas. And maybe maybe the best way to approach it would be in a novel, just for that, just to give enough space to the author to put it all in there, as opposed to seeing it in an animated thing or in a comic book. I think novel would be my preferred place to see it. So Corey, what, what do you have? Let me let me rattle off like one or two here. I think a funny one would be Zeb and Chewie, the two tough guys. I think that would be a, a nice little meeting. Zeb could be like. You were supposed to look like me. Then he, the maker turned you into a dog. <laughs> well, didn't we? Was Chewie wasn't a part of that opening 
Rebels show, was he? No. Were they freeing all the Wookiees? So, I mean, no. Zeb has met Wookiees. Yes. Just not the Wookiee. Exactly. The two the two boys, man. And again, the like it's concept art. It's kind of a bit of a loophole. I like that. Uh I'm kind of on the same page as you with getting Luke to meet someone, Kyle, and I chose Ezra just because same time period, a lot of insight, and the fact that they're pretty much the exact same year, the exact same age. Well, they're born like two days apart. Yeah. So same time period, a lot of stuff going on. You know, the force was – the light side was choosing its side as the dark was rising and they chose these two candidates. They both made a major impact. But the last loophole would be – I know Kyle said kind of like if people are dead, you can't really whatever. But Yoda and Kylo, still possible. Anakin and Kylo, still possible. And Ahsoka and Anakin, force ghost. Loopholes galore. It would be nice to see Ahsoka and Anakin have a chat, a little force chat. I'd be, I'd be down for that. Uh, Carlos, do you have any, any other ones? Uh, I was thinking of, um, I would have liked to have seen Cassian Andor meet Han Solo at some point, just because like there's, I, I would see like a, a power struggle a little bit, like. Um, Let's say they had to, you know, he was already pretty, pretty prickly with, with Jin or so at the beginning. So imagine a guy like Han who's like, uh, yeah, you know, I can, I can yeah. see he's like, uh, making the jump to hyperspace isn't like dusting crops, boy. I'll make your calculations. <laughs> yeah, they kind of have a little bit of that same gruff exterior, and I'd like to see them, you know, put in a, um a situation where they actually have to work together i think that would be like interesting drama well that was another another thing we spoke about early on when we started learning learning the first things about solo is that maybe they they could revisit the ring of kafreen and maybe you see cassian andor running around doing his thing and maybe he tries to recruit han to the rebellion or maybe it's just this tiny little cameo but just to see that at play even back in that time period would have been something really cool but I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm down for that meeting. And to see Han sort of, you know, he's, he seems to have disdain for the rebellion in A New Hope. He, he, he's very dismissive of it. And it would be, it would be pretty funny to see Cassian saying, come, come, you know, we could use a, a pilot like you. And he just, he just laughs them off. Just, Get out of here with your amateur hour rebellion. Get lost. Only to, only, you know, only to join it, like, literally the day after. <laughs> yeah, so Cassian Andor dies saving the rebellion. That would be funny. Um, I, I I would like to see, and I think it's inevitable, Luke and Snoke meeting. I'm convinced, like I said last week, I'm convinced that we're gonna get the one last adventure with the big three, and it's gonna be against Snoke and his forces, and I think Luke is gonna put Snoke in that physical world of hurt that he's in. To some degree. And uh, I've got a couple others here. So I'd, I'd like to see a quick follow-up on their experience together from the Clone Wars. But I'd love to see Chewie and Ahsoka meet. Again, two of my three favorite characters in all of Star Wars. Remember You remember that arc, right, Corey? Yeah. The uh, one she gets captured. 
Yeah, a, where Ahsoka gets Trans- captured Doshans. with those, yeah by Trandoshans with uh, with the other Padawans unarmed. Yeah, it was a very good episode or arc. So yes, yeah, so just to see Chewie and Ahsoka kind of catch up there. Nothing big. I could just do with a quick cameo in a comic book or something there. But uh, another one I think would be awesome, considering the skills that they share, Poe and Hera. Which maybe you know we we spoke about it just briefly here for in Star Wars Resistance, but. Like how cool cool would it be if Hera was the one that taught Poe how to really fly? Yeah, they have a lot of similar moves. Right? Like it's I'm convinced that like if Hera was around, she'd still be part of the rebellion and she'd still hang around and be part of the resistance. And what what cooler thing than to put these two together? Like for for Poe to carry on uh Hera's legacy as being a kick-ass fighter pilot. I am totally down for that. Yeah, she's the best. Here's like the chicken before the egg. Now that we've seen timeline-wise, we know that Han did it. But on screen-wise, we know Hera did it first. But you know the – looks like the Kessel Run where Han pulls a little flip, a little rotation with the the Falcon and just takes out that TIE Fighter? Yeah, I think that takes place sooner than Hera's move on that. In the timeline, yes, but we saw it. On screen as oh, the hero yeah, yeah. first. In, in, in our world, yes. All right, anything else to add to the list? I think we could come back to this at another point. Well, uh, I know, I'm, I'm sure people listening have could add to this you know, exponentially. And please let us know. Tweet us. Put something in the Facebook group or email us. Let us know your feedback. We'll, maybe we'll read it back next week. And uh, We should take out some stipulations. Like, make it, like, whatever across any timeline. Like, I'd love to see, like, Qui-Gon Dooku, you know what I mean? Former master meeting apprentice and even though from beyond the grave, whatever. Like, I'd like to see what those two have to say to each other at this point. I I feel like that's, you know, that's one of the first things I blogged about when I opened up the website is five comics that I'd love to see Marvel do. And a young Qui-Gon with a younger Dooku would, was right near, near the top of the list. That I would love to. I would love to see that, and, and I'm still convinced in my mind that all every idea that spills out of our mouth at some point is going to come out. Why don't you write it, Kyle? Because I'm not a writer. <laughs> there you go. It's pretty simple. You could be. So could you, guy who said he would put a story into the from a certain point of view book. Meh. Yeah. Oh. All right, let's take a little break, and then we'll come back with some binary sunset questions from the group. Some awesome ones again this week to tackle, and uh, we'll do that next. Evening, gentlemen. I hope you are all good. Uh, So, quick question. Taking all of the Star Wars films, what would be your three favorite Star Wars costumes? So, all of the characters... You know, there's there's no no limits to that. Any any character that's been in a Star Wars film um, can be included. Which three Star Wars costumes are your favourite? Have a great show, and I will look forward to listening. All right, once again, there goes ads. Thank you, sir. Great question again this week. Straight to the point. So, guys, this one's going to be tough. I'm sure you did a lot of soul searching on this one. Of all the amazing costumes in Star Wars. 
what are your three favorites? Who wants to take this one first? I'll go first because Corey's going to name any, all of them anyways. <laughs> Watch out now. <laughs> I definitely have more than three. So, so my number one is definitely Darth Vader. It was menacing as a kid growing up and like just that costume and, and in, in Empire, you know, hearing the, 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 the gears turning, bringing down the helmet. Then you get that kind of weird thud and that, the, yeah, the thunk and the, uh, yeah. ice cream sundae head. Yes, exactly. So that was, that's my number one. Uh, Corey, I'm only going to allow you to do three because Ad said three. So, uh, give me one. Give me, give me one off your list. Okay. Well, I'll start with the loophole because, uh, you know, it's seven characters and I'll go with the Knights of Ren. Like we only got a split second of them, but I'm a big fan of people in masks. These guys are super mysterious. I don't know where they're at, who they are, what they're doing. And again, their their costumes were like so on point. The the dark side has has some fashion sense, man. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, the Emperor's Royal Guard. Yeah. Yep. That's that there. So cool. Just so cool. I mean, it just, it's such a simple costume, but that's what made it so cool. It just blood red, crimson co- robes. That little slit for the for the eye eyepiece, you knew they meant business, even though we never really saw them do much. And the the old vintage Kenner action figure, it's just it's it's amazing. It's one of the best figures they've they'd ever done. So that's my that's on my list. Uh, Carlos, give us another one. My number two is Bosk. Ooh, that's a good that, one. That flight suit just looked. Oh man, it looks, it looks so vintage. Growing up, I always thought he was the coolest. That is, no, I, yeah. That's a good one. Well, it's funny you mention that because Bosk is on my list as well. And not only is that a flight suit, Carlos, and one of the, it's another little bit of a loophole here. It was in my trivia back in the day, but uh, that suit is recycled costume stuff from a Doctor Who character. Yeah, we talked about this already. Yeah, but they just picked it up and, well, whatever, man. It just adds yeah. to the whole allure of it. Yeah, no, no, I wasn't saying uh, I wasn't saying it to insult you. I was just saying, yeah, I remember talking about this. Whatever. All right, Corey, uh, hit us with another one. Well, I had Vader on my list as well just because it's so iconic, but I'll go with classic Stormtrooper. Just, again, super iconic. I don't want to leave it off the list. Yeah, I mean it's it's tough to go wrong with that one, right? It's it's just it says so much about Star Wars. It's immediately recognizable as Star Wars. It's 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 impossible to go wrong there. All right, I'm I'll, Vader was on my list as well, but you know it's it's too easy to put Vader there, so I'm just gonna go with uh, nice and simple, Bespin Luke. Just, just his gray fatigues that he wears throughout his stay on Dagobah and into Bespin. I think that's that. That, is, that to me is my favorite Luke outfit. Yeah, Luke's Luke, Luke's looking pretty. Uh, when he's on Dagobah, there, like especially in like stills and stuff, like behind the scenes footage, like he gets pretty ripped in Empire. Yeah, he gets toned up a little bit, but he's still a pretty scrawny guy. Yeah, take a look again, man. He's got some pretty broad shoulders, and 
Are you... No. Stop. Mark Hamill does not have broad shoulders. He's a very slight man. He, he looks pretty sturdy in Empire, man. I'll tell you that much. Okay. <laughs> he was he was in shape. Come on. the Just the behind-the-scenes sword fighting from that movie. Yeah, he was toned up. But he's still, yeah, exactly. he's, he's, still he's still a small guy. He's still pretty ripped. I don't think you know what ripped means. <laughs> okay uh what else we got here uh, are we back around to carlos yeah i was gonna say uh a jedi luke from from jedi return the uh, return of the jedi still a very That's good still, one i just like the all black with that just that the, the flap to show the gray under yeah, that, I, I really I, like I liked that. The, that was actually an, an intentional story choice as well. Yep. To have that flap open up and see see the light side from, I guess, coming from within Luke. I, I, I always admired that choice. That's a great costume, though. All right, Corey, what's your, what's your final one? All right. I wanted to give props to the uh, X-Wing costume, but I'm going to go a little more, take a little more of a deeper cut and go with Revenge of the Sith Anakin. Hmm. I just like the. You, you like you know, all that just, leather, huh? Yeah, the leather, the glove. He's looking a little more Sithy. Which is funny because uh, I have Kenobi's Revenge of the Sith Jedi Jedi robes as my number three. I just love hmm. that one. I like K- Kenobi in his uh, clone armor too. Hmm. Yes. From yes. That's yeah. That's a good one too. And of course, there's so many troopers that I would want to put on this list. But I'm I'm not going to do it. But again, like we could honestly do an entire show just on the cool costumes of Star Wars. It's like it's like half the attraction. I'm I'm, I'm surprised no one really. We have we have to say Padme, not for being favorite, just be, for being like so iconic. I guess at this point, Queen Amidala. Well, super elaborate, that's for sure. Yeah, I I was I liked Dooku actually. I liked his look. Yeah, super suave. I thought yeah. I thought. You know, when we first started hearing leaks about Luke's costume in the Last Jedi, I'm talking about like the the wet dog trash bag Luke. In my mind, it was a little bit more Dooku, a little bit more dignified than the, the almost almost homeless looking Luke. You can't really consider this a costume either, but Clone Wars Dooku, he wears this pair of like silk satin like straight black pajamas. See that some some I think who is it? Is it Asajj that's coming to assassinate him? And he's anyway, pretty Dooku. Yeah, I like that. And uh, Hoth Leia is also high up on my list. That's a really really great costume in my mind. Nobody's nobody's talking about uh, Boba Fett, or is, do we all think he's kind of overrated? Well, definitely. Of, just Mandalorians in general. Just say that then. You know, it's not his costume per se. All right, there you go. Ads. Sabine, Sabine. Sabine. If you want to cool. go that route. Yeah, dude, she customized it every year. Super cool. I don't know. I'm a little, I think it's a little overrated. Whatever, Candido. The Mandalorian stuff like that. Whatever. It's, I mean, it's cool, but it's like overblown cool. Like, you know what I mean? Like so when when people just go so far with me, trying to make something cool that it's like, okay, I get, I get it. Like, just calm down. 
<laughs> it all started with the Christmas special. Yeah. Any love for Krennic and his cape? Love a good cape, man. The Death Troopers are ahead of Krennic for me. Sure. Th- their look. Yeah, that's a good trooper. Even the short troopers are awesome. And and the Hoth troopers also. Like I like I like some of their I like I like their look. What what about the other end of the spectrum? Like the worst costumes. Oh boy. I'm just gonna go to the uh the ATST driver. <laughs> Man, is that a plain and boring suit? Uh, even the at at drivers like uh General Veer is that helmet, like what the hell? What is that? You may start your landing. But uh <laughs> I was gonna say the worst costume is probably on carplet. Like, why does he have those like copper plates going down his his uh his torso? Like so weird. Good question. I don't know. Yeah, but I would, say, I would say Jedi too. Jedi are kind of boring, man. I think there's a certain grace and elegance to a Jedi, a good Jedi suit. Like I'm not a huge fan of Luke's Jedi robes in the Disney era, but I love Kenobi. Like I said, from Revenge of the Sith, I just love that that whole look. Yeah, I guess the one we grew up with though, with the whole knowing like Yoda. And Ben Kenobi, it's kind of like the potato sack look almost, you know? Yeah. Like the old old sock look. What about uh, Leia? Just the classic white gown Leia from A New Hope. Is that up on our list? Yeah, of course. It's any any Leia costume, put it that way. I'm more of a fan of the uh, Hoth Leia. But uh, I really didn't like... Actually, when we're talking about Leia, I really didn't like her best bin look when it's changed. That that uh, that burgundy dress. Yeah, I know what you mean. She smartly changes back into her the uh, hoth gear before the action starts. All right, ads. I mean, we could. I I think we could go rattle off costumes all night long on this. So, uh, ads. Thank you, sir. All right, now let's check in with Bradley. Hey guys, Bradley here with this week's Star Wars question. So let's talk Cantobite creatures. So out of all the creatures that are on Cantobite, which one is your favorite one? Which one is the one that you enjoy looking at that you can't take your eyes off of, um, that catches your attention? Uh, Which creature would that be? Uh, For me, it would be, um, I call him Squid Face. He's the uh, creature that's standing at the bar uh, talking to um, another creature when Finn and Rose uh, actually go up to the bar and right before they discover that there's five years on the planet. Um, I think his look is pretty cool. Um, he's in a couple shots. Uh, you get him from uh, actually both sides and I think he looks pretty cool. I think the bartender looks pretty cool. It looks like he's got some um, uh, some chops going on. Um, he's kind of interesting. Uh, the scene actually uh, right before uh, these shots, um, it's when uh, Finn actually comes up to the table as the gentleman is leaving and discards his cards. Um, there's 
two, it looks like females, to his right, and then another creature. To me, it looks like a warthog, but with his, uh, with a kind of a um, uh, big opening mouth. I don't know how to describe this guy, but he 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 looks kind of warthogish to me. Um, uh, but I know that's not the best description for him, but he's interesting looking. Um, and then another creature is the long, he has a long face and he is seen, uh, right behind Finn and, and, uh, Rose when they're out on the balcony, actually looking, uh, onto the races. He's directly behind them, um, talking to another creature, uh, I can't tell what he has in his mouth. It looks like he has some kind of uh, long cigarette, possibly, but it's lit up at th- on the end of it. Um, that's what I'm guessing it is. I'm not sure, um, but uh, you know, he's he's all decked out as well. He looks pretty interesting. Um, I kind of like things with big, long heads. You know, kind of like the uh, you know the hammerhead top creature you know I, I like stuff like that that just something that's just really weird really out there and there's a lot of really weird really out there characters and creatures in this movie um but those are my favorites squid face is my number one favorite i like him um i also like the the uh the servers i love their uh glowing lit up uh cufflinks i think that looks cool i think that robot uh is pretty sharp he it's neat looking uh neat design um but yeah so what y'all's favorite creature uh that's at kento bite as always guys may the force be with you we'll talk to you later bye all right there goes bradley from texas how's it going bradley how's the family and he's got us uh, we're, we're doing an, another list of favorites so Corey, I'll, I'll kick it over to you this time first your give us your first your favorite creature from Canto Bite. My absolute favorite? Whatever. I don't know if you have, right, if, did you rank them or do you just have a list of I have like aliens or, or creatures well, that you liked? I have like three or four. I'll go with the first one. I, I really like this character. We didn't see him that much in the movie. I couldn't even pinpoint him in a scene, but we saw him on the Vanity Fair cover. If you look at one of them, it's the characters of Canto Bite. Top left corner. It's a horse dog man with some kind of sash in a tuxedo, just looking so regal. Yeah, he's on my list as well. <laughs> what is like that he should, he should have been at a poker table. I don't know what he is. He's like but... Space Alpo. <laughs> no man, he's he's the finest shit. Is Alpo still a brand of dog food? I I'm assuming it is. I. I don't know. My Alpo was like, that was to me like the worst. Like if you want to feed your dog, just anything to keep him alive, you gave him Alpo. (laughs) Just that name itself is so unappetizing. Alpo. God. Sorry guys. If you, any of you actually fed Alpo to your dogs. Uh, Yeah. So that's a, that's a good pull, Corey. Carlos, who who do you like on Canto Bite? Well, I'm not a big fan of the Canto Bite, but you gotta love uh, Mark Hamill's character, the degenerate little gambler. He's got a little name. What's oh, I, I forgot his name. his name. I, for, I forgot his name, but Mark Hamill's like, or Work Davis. 
Mark Hamill. Mark, ha- Mark Hamill. He played the little guy, the degenerates. Yeah, he was trying to sh- shove the coins into uh, BB-8. Oh, was that? I, yeah. didn't, I didn't even know that was Mark Hamill. Really? Yeah. He does the he's voice. Got two then, right? scenes. Like when when the Fodiers come in too, he's like laughing, like a stumbling drunk. That's why I like them. I got wrote it with st- with an asterisk here. He's loaded. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you guys, I've I've mentioned this. My my love for Slow and Low. Yeah. I just love him. That's the Beach Barkers. <laughs> That's the Beach Barkers. I will never get. I will never be through with him. I will never be over that guy. Um, but yeah, he's plus loophole Beastie Boy reference. Uh, I, yeah, that's, I guess that's true. And I, I, I love that it's Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Double loophole. All right, Corey, give us another one. We'll, we'll do three, just like we did with with Az's question. Well, I had Hamill's character as well, but I, ha- I have a backup just in case. So another guy here. I'll save my my big one to the end. But uh, he's like a baron. Uh, I, I don't remember his name either, but at one point he's kind of like he's outside of the casino and he's looking out and he's like dressed in this like white, almost like a a military outfit. And he's with some really weird woman who look, actually looks really cool, too. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Another sash kind of deal. Super regal. I have no idea who you're talking about, but I'll take your word for it. I'll try and send you a, a photo of him. Cool. Uh, Carlos. Yeah. <laughs> you got another one? No. That's, no okay. that's what I got for Canto Bite. A really killer question, though, from Bradley. I really uh, really like this one. No, I've, I've got, I've got uh, the, the little tiny croupier. Ah, oh, he's on my list. He's... Tham. His name's Tham. That's right. He does have a name. A T-H-A-M, right? Yeah. Or double M, I think. Oh, he's 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 awesome. In, you know what the loophole here that makes him that much more awesome? Because I was like, I need this guy. So Wikipedia, you know what it says? That his species is very flatulent. <laughs> however, <laughs> however, it's a very pleasant odor. <laughs> and very a relaxing odor. That's ridiculous. That's really weird. Yeah, very odd. Why would you even conceive of that? That's so bizarre. Oh my god. Yeah, Star Wars and farts, eh? You know, what he, about this one? Before have you said you read... he's loaded, and somebody's loaded. <laughs> have you uh, have you read the uh, that story about Canto, Canto Bite? The novel? Yeah. No. No. Supposedly, there's one. I had very little interest in that book. There's one that kind of drew me a bit closer here. It's the uh, there's three brothers supposedly. They kind of look like Mark Hamill's character a bit. They're like three little lizards, and it's like almost like Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Well, but each one of them has a different. Uh, they kind of seem to come out on top in casinos all the time. It's like they're they're using almost like the force, and they don't even know it. Like each uh, one of the brothers has a certain subconscious ability to to do something and they're just one's a jokester kind of you know one's uh anyhow i i thought that was really interesting when i read up on this but uh i'll try and send you a photo of those guys as well supposedly they have their own story in that uh, novel 
Fair enough. All right, Bradley. Thanks a lot, my friend. Hear from you next week in the next chapter of Bradley Banter. All right, now we can check in with the Metal Mando, the gifting guy for this week, this month, actually. So let's check in with the Metal Mando. Hey, guys. Jeff here from sunny Fort Myers, Florida. I got a fresh memory for you this week. Some recent images from, I'm pretty sure it was Empire Magazine. Could have been Entertainment Weekly. I'm pretty sure it was Empire Magazine of Dryden Voss. In the background there, we have some Mandalorian armor. So what do you think is going on there? Is this just something that he collects as some people are speculating or you know, maybe as a relic, whatever, from the past? Or what I'm thinking, hopefully, dreaming, possibly, could happen. Is Dryden Voss have Mandalorian blood flowing through his veins? Could that be a possibility? Could at some point in this movie, could he don that Mandalorian armor as a villain to Han Solo and battle him, maybe towards the end of the movie? You know, as a Mandalorian fan, I can only dream. But hey, what do you guys think? Am I crazy? Let me know what you think. A couple of the quick thoughts. A couple months ago, I wasn't really sure how much I thought this movie might take in at the box office. But upon watching these last few trailers... I'm going to predict that this thing is going to make more than Rogue One. And I'm going to I'm going to predict just a little bit under $600 million. Like Maybe that 580 590 So what do you guys think? I think it's going to be a little bit more successful than Rogue One and exceed people's expectations more than they thought. I think it's going to be a really rewatchable movie, even more so than The Last Jedi. And don't get me wrong, I love The Last Jedi, one of my favorite Star Wars movies. We watch it more times than you can imagine, but... I don't know, what do you think? What do you think this could take in at the box office as at this point right now? Because right now, I think it's looking pretty positive, guys. So uh, for this week, I'm the Metal Mando, and I'm out of here, guys. Bye. All right, there he is, Jeffrey Keltz in Florida. Hope you're doing well, sir. Uh, guys, so the, might Dryden Voss actually be Mandalorian himself? Do we think we'll see him don the armor in the movie? Like, I, I personally don't see it. But when, when I listen to... Jeff talk about it I'm like that that's a pretty damn cool idea like he could be Mandalorian but I think it depends on how much the reworked character from Michael K. Williams uh, become became like unav- like you know when he became unavailable for reshoots yeah said like he was tiger guy or half a, lion yeah he was a he was a half lion guy so if they're just changing the role to be Paul Bettany swapping out the actors then I would say definitely he's not Mandalorian. But if they decided to write a different backstory because it's a different actor and yada, 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 then maybe, maybe they retcon it a little bit to make him Mandalorian. Corey, what do you think? First and foremost, I want to call this stuff either uh, Samalorian armor or Samandalorian armor. Like we talked about how it looks almost samurai-like last week. Just Uh, call it Mandalorian. Please, meh, Samalorian. Yeah, he's he's kind of like a. <laughs> we we speculated he could be a collector, but what again? What Jeff's saying makes a lot of sense. Like the name, first of all, when I started thinking about it, Dryden Voss. It almost sounds Mandalorian. The time period works. Uh, doesn't seem out of place at all. He looks kind of Mandalorian if you think of someone like Pre Vizsla. 
That's funny. I was going to say that. Like he's got kind of the quaffed look of a pre Vizsla or some of the some of the other quaffed guys. Well, not only that, like think about the name pre Vizsla, Gar Saxon. Like these kind of sound Mandalorian. We know Mandalore is kind of in a time of civil unrest. It's been really out of whack since the Clone Wars. There's been like civil war. Uh, we've also known that a lot of them have been involved within the mafia, the, the Death Watch and all that, and that whole mall thing. Uh, so yeah, it wouldn't be that far of a stretch for me. Like, but you make an interesting point, Kyle, in saying that, you know, with the Lion Man, would they really have gone that far in changing the screenplay? And does it really seem so? At a point, is it fan servicey? But if they could just edge it in there quickly, like I, I, I see that being a nice fit, like change the guy from Tiger Man to former Mandalorian, boom, quick switch, former Death Watch, like whatever. Yeah, that's all true. I mean, they could do it. I mean, I think it'd be pretty cool, but I don't know, Carlos, where do you fall on this one? No, I think it's a trophy. That seems uh, that- to be where the smart money is, right? Yeah, I, I think it's a trophy. I, I love the character. I love Paul Bettany. I mean, do we have to we have to talk about him in in, in Infinity War again? Like, uh, just what a what a great actor. I, yeah, I love everything he does. Yeah, I mean, I I think you get a good value bet if you want to put down a you know five bucks on on him being Mandalorian. I think I think you get some pretty good odds on that bet. Yeah, perhaps. I uh, just what you know, looking at like his when he's trying to kill Han in the in the trailer, and he's there, there's stuff. It looks like there's like ancient stuff hanging around. It looks like you know uh, his study, his office type of thing where he likes to collect stuff. I don't know. That's just my impression. Well, the weapon he's got that like electric lasso whip thingy. That doesn't strike me as very Mando. Are you kidding me? Like, that looks super Mando to me, especially after what we saw with that, that wristband that uh, Sabine had had in Rebels that took out Kanan, pretty much. Like, it pretty much has, like, a that lasso kind of deal. Really? Didn't she have, like, a concussion blast thing in her in that wrist thing? Yeah, there was all kinds of different stuff. It was meant specifically for... De- Defending them, a Mandalorian going toe to toe with a Jedi, just to throw them off their game with the concussion blast. Like he knocks the saber out of her hand, and she's able to like take it back by using that lasso. Like kind of like the same thing. Okay, and we've seen it. We've seen it again with almost like the Praetorian Guard has something similar. Not really a hill I'm prepared to die on. So sure, okay, it is a Mando looking thing. I. I Either way, I don't think it's going to happen. I'm on the same page as you, but Jeffrey, I think it's a, an excellent point. I mean, it's and great speculation. Point, and I think it, I want it to. I want it to happen. Like it makes perfect sense. The name Dryden Voss rings a bell. And again, the the time period and the, how he like the character, how it looks. It, it might be stereotypical, but I don't know. Just really seems to fit well. I agree. I would not complain if Dryden Voss turns out to be Mandalorian. I don't know where that leads because I feel like he's not going to survive past this movie. So it's like a tantalizing dead end for no reason. 
but I'm I'm definitely open to it, and I and I hope it comes true. I it's not something I considered in the slightest. So good on you, Mister Metal Mando. All right. So Jeff also asked us to make some box office predictions. So I'll just just for the for background info, Rogue One made 1.056 billion worldwide and 532 domestic. You gents uh, care to take a stab at what what's going to happen now? Carlos, you want to take this one first? Yeah, I'll go with one point oh nine nine, just under one point one billion. That's global. Yes, global, global. Yes, yes. All right, and Corey, what do you think? On the global, I don't think we're going to bust the uh, billion marker. I think there's going to be a cinematic fatigue with Aven- uh, Avengers, Infinity War, Deadpool. I think that's going to take a bit of the the audience away. Just so much coming out at the same time, and movies aren't cheap these days. It's not like everyone can go and catch everything within such a short time span. So globally, for the whole haul, I'm going to say something like, between uh, 750 and 800 million. Hmm. That's, that would be, oh, the clickbait, sites would, the clickbait sites would have a field day with that number. Um, yeah, you're right though. I think the competition is too stiff for Solo to break, uh, to get past Rogue One. I'd like to be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But you know, Infinity War will, will still be going strong. Deadpool 2 is going to be, a week or two old at that point, you know, and, and so many variables at play. Like again, Rogue One was on its own. Is the star Wars fan base really dissatisfied because of the last Jedi? Like, are people actually going to stay away? No, I don't think it's that man. I think it's, it's all timing, man. Like Rogue One was by itself in theaters in December. Like this thing is on its own. In in May, up against all these other things, Rogue One had the fact that it's the first standalone film. This film has the fact that it's Han Solo. You know what I mean? They they both have different things working for one another, but I don't know, man. There's there's a lot more going against Solo. I would think. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I think it's just competition. It's going to be fierce. Uh, so my my number is four fifty domestic. 455 domestic for solo and a total of 960. But I, I put that question as part of the 40th anniversary Han Solo uh, contest, your domestic, your box office breakdowns. And this is, <laughs> these are going to be super, super uneducated guesses. Cause those, those guesses were made before we saw anything. So it'd be interesting to see, revisit that and see what, what you guys wrote. But uh, yeah, I just I think there's just too many factors chipping away at, at Solo for it to cross Rogue One. But we'll see if it I mean if it's really that much fun, and people are, you know, people love it, then maybe maybe it has a chance. Do we know any, ta- uh, uh, sorry, Ron Howard movies that bombed? I've uh, no. I think all of his movies succeed. Yeah, I think that's why they brought him in. So I'm I'm. Your not your nine sixty is is a good shot. I'm I, I put it over the 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 billion mark 
because I do think that Ron Howard knows how to make a summer blockbuster. So I, I think it might have a little bit more legs than what Rogue One has. Well, it's almost like an economy thing at this point. Like, I really just hope people are intrigued enough to go see it. Like the average moviegoer, because again, it, it's it's like a big ask to make ask people to go see movies like within several weeks of one another. Like usually, it's one or the other. Well, uh, yes. For, I mean, for sure, some people are going to have to make a choice, and it's you know, for me, it's. It, you know, three movies that I really want to see with with Deadpool and Solo and Infinity War. If something is going to get cut, it's going to be Deadpool. But I know my wife really wants to see it, so <laughs> I may have to just bite the bullet. But you know, if if I'm going to see Deadpool, I, mean, I I don't know if, if, if will that impact a, one of the multiple viewings I plan to have for Solo. It's hard. It's hard to say. It's really hard to say. But there you go. There's our predictions. Subject to change. <laughs> Someone might ask us again next week. And maybe we'll change our minds. And at some point, at some point we can say, oh, I predicted that in episode 124 and I was right. Forgetting all the other predictions that you made. <laughs> all right. Jeff, thank you, sir. And thanks again for the Powerful Friends contribution this week. And let's wind up the show, lastly, with... Mr. CantoCast, Jeffrey Fishback. Let's hear what he's got this week. Hey guys, it's Jeff from the CantoCast, back with my question of the week. Now, it will not be a Star Wars Seinfeld mashup question this week. I just couldn't do it this week. Not after my question last week about your favorite Star Wars and Seinfeld secondary characters were. I just couldn't do it because Corey seemed to have so much fun with that question and trying to come up with his answers. Ooh, I was really, really entertained with that. And the reason I was so entertained with that is because you're my boy, Corey, and you know I love you. And I was thinking about you when I came up with my question this week. And it's a real simple one. I just want to know who your favorite Star Wars Rebels secondary characters are and why. And you know, it. You could have as many as you want. There you go, Corey. No loophole this week because I love you, bro. No loophole. You know, you don't have to worry about, you know, putting one in there. I'm letting you as many as you want. Sorry, Kyle. Okay. Can't wait to hear your answers. And as always, may the force be with you. All right, Carlos, you know what? Uh, Jeff's done this to us, so I think you and I can call it a night right now. Like you, we should just walk away and let Corey rattle off the entire list of characters from Rebels. Because <laughs> I'm looking you know, at the I, clock; it's getting a little bit late. I'm getting a little bit sleepy here. <laughs> I kind, I kind of wasn't going to answer, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> well, do, do you want to do you want to spare yourself and just uh, like sign off now so that Corey can uh, just go on and on, which he, which I know he's going to do. No, I like uh, listening to Corey's answers. Have at it, Hoss. Well, you know what? Before before I let Corey run away with this, I'm just going to say, uh, Jeff, that my favorite secondary character in Rebels, period, bar none, is Hondo. And I'm, I don't know if that takes away from Corey at all, but for me, it's, it's, it's Hondo all day long. He steals virtually every scene he's in. 
he's he's just so funny. He's so funny. Steven, uh, sorry, um, Jim Cummins, I think, is the voice. And he's he does such a great job. Uh, but if I had to pick another character, I would go with Ryder Azadi. And I, he would, he, you, you were never really 100% sure of him. And I give all the credit in the world for that to Clancy Brown. Like, even into the series finale, you weren't sure if Azadi was good or bad, where he stood. And they kept you guessing right into that, like, halfway through that finale. You weren't entirely sure where that guy's allegiance is laid. So that's it. There's there's my two. And now <laughs> we'll turn it over for the next three hours to Corey. All right, let's do this. But um, I'm going to say my number one, first of all, was – well, first of all, Jeffrey, I want to say I love you too, man. You're the best. <laughs> I, I love, the, I love the, the no – you know, there's no loopholes. It's just a freedom of expression here. But my, my number one is Hondo as well. And my – like that being my number one is better than yours, Kyle. <laughs> wrong yeah I, 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 no I, I like I like Hondo more but uh, anyway my number one was Hondo I know so much secondary but number two was Soka incredible what they did with her three Rex cannot forget the Rex four Callus come on hot Callus baby love the heel turn five Thrawn six Grand Inquisitor uh, we got seven number Bendu. Bendu, baby. Um, who else we got here? AP five. Can we not forget Mr. Steven Stanton? Uh, I got Ryder Azadi as well. <laughs> Gotta get the Ryder out there. Well, what's his name? Uh, Clancy Brown, baby. Ketsuono. Also Gina Davis, I believe, or Gina Torres. Sorry. Uh. Well, it's Visago. As yeah, Morgan. He stinks. They they both stink. Yeah, but they're so good as characters. They they stink so badly that you love them. They're they you, you know what I mean? Like No. No. <laughs> no, I'm, uh, not, I'm no. not crazy about either of those I I think Visago is a a a waste of a character, frankly. And I uh, like where he, he came full circle. He helped him a couple times, man. He helped him find Kanan in season one. You know, he's always kind of been in touch with with Ezra and he's always kind of been that like touch back point for Ezra or like he's seen the boy grow. He saves Ezra saves him and he's just like, like, holy, it's like that, that moment where like, Oh my God, like this boy's come back as a man, save me. And he comes back at the end to hook Ezra up to, you know, like to liberate Lethal. Like I loved it. And as Morgan as well, it's uh cut right for, <laughs> Yeah, um, no, nah, I'm not big on As Morgan either. I I just like I don't know I, I love to hate that character. Like he just looked like he was ready to pop. Like I love it when they're kicking him in the butt with his little spindly legs. He's just that character that you want to get caught. The way he treats Hera, it's like oh you're gonna you're gonna get it, man. And he gets it. Is that it, or is that like chapter one? Yeah, that's good for now. <laughs> I, I I appreciated being able to get that off my chest because a lot of good characters from that that series. They have but, raised the level quite high. The bar is set very high for resistance. The, the correct answer was Hondo. Yeah, yeah, he's my number one. 
I, I even went so far as to buy him online, you know, and I, I, paid, I paid a pretty penny for him. Where does, uh, what's his name? Sato. How far down the list is he? Mm. Most incompetent leader in, in the history of the rebellion. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> oh boy! Well, you see Price too. I kind of I've liked her uh, Loth Wolves. Loth Wolves were cool. Very cool. Yeah, Re- Rebels had a ton of characters. What about uh, Gall Travis? Yeah, it was fun. Brent Brent Spiner. That was always a neat little throwback. It sucked when he betrayed us. Us. All the Inquisitors, Sarah Michelle Geller, the Seventh Sister, all all the Inquisitors, big on. Yeah, they, I guess they were kind of cool. Except their helicopter lightsabers were the, the dumbest thing possibly ever in Star Wars. But I digress. No, I, I'd have to argue with you there. I can believe more the the saber copter over the miter saw that comes out at one point. It's like I'm going to chop your fingers off, Ezra. Well, the whole thing is just, it's its too Inspector Gadget, James Bond. It's, 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 no, nah, I, well, I, I don't like we, that saber. We knew that saber could spin already. The fact that it makes them fly was, I could see it make them glide down, but to take off, no. That was ridiculous. All right, there you go. Mr. Canto cast. How'd you enjoy that? <laughs> Did Corey keep it too brief for you? I love you, Jeff. All right. That's it, man. Thanks a lot, Jeffrey. We'll hear from you again next week. And uh, that's that's really about it for this week. That's episode 124 in the can. Thanks, everybody, who sent in voicemails this week. And uh, again, if everybody and anybody wants to send in a voicemail, you can do so. To You can send to me at kyle at tumblingsaber.com. And we'll read all of those in our next episode. And again, I want to say thanks to to Jeff and to Gundark2000 for, for the increasing of the Patreon pledges. Thank you so much, guys. And again, a shout out to Rob Wade at Emotionally14.com for hosting the podcast this week. And check out the Crazy Train podcast and all that he does on his website. Trust me, you will enjoy it. And that is about all powerful friends this week we'll get an early edition of journals of the willing we'll check back in with darth vader steve and i and we'll see what's going on in the comic book landscape and so that that'll do guys we're done for another week where can people find you on twitter carlos they can find me at c candido music and Corey. well guys i'm gonna tell you guys you can find me at Chop Rules with the Z. Perfect. And find me at Tumbling Saber across the board on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Come join our group. It's a closed group, so you can come geek out as much as you want. We don't bite. We leave that to other people in the group. Uh, but it's, it's a lot of fun in there. We talk Star Wars an awful lot. Guys are always dropping stuff in there t- to kick around. And uh, yeah, we'll see you there, hopefully. So that's it for this week. Thanks for listening to episode 124. And we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Have yourselves a great week, and we'll talk soon.